Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We got a question for you. 651-641-1071. The question is, what are the boonies? Like, we're asking you to legitimately name the boonies. Like, tell us where to go if we want to go. Let's do the boonies. Like, I'm on my way to the boonies. Where am I going? Yeah. Why are we asking this, Bradley? It's a great question. So this weekend, uh, we had one of our burger nights. A few friends, we get together once a month to go have burgers in various places. A lot of times it's a, a, across the metro. But sometimes we like to do a road trip. Yay! And we head out into the hinterlands, the sticks, the boonies, uh, the you know the other areas, the greater areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I very simply, and we always just like, I will, one of us will post on Facebook, Burger night, and you know, like okay, I could just say Burger night, who mm-hmm. cares? But I was like, we're out near Stillwater, Stillwater. Mm-hmm. So this was a good what twenty minute drive. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, out of the I city. I would say more than that. But... It's not like in downtown Stillwater, mm-hmm. but still in that general direction. I would say twenty to thirty minutes out of town, and I simply just captioned the post: "Burger night in the boonies." Mm-hmm. Well. You would have thought I said... You called our mother ugly. That <laughs> somebody who lives in Stillwater uh, is a clampet. Because I started to get these comments like, Excuse me, but Stillwater is not the boonies. Seriously? Um, uh, our wonderful listener named Kimberly said, Stillwater is the boonies? Please enjoy the beauty and yumminess that the million plus people who live on the east side of the cities enjoy. <laughs> Somebody else said the boonies. And um, it, it goes on from there. So basically, I learned very quickly because I would always check to see where these people lived. Mm-hmm. And to a T or to a person, they were all um, people who lived in and around the Stillwater area. And I'm like, you guys, it was not a slight. It's not, I don't think of the boon. It's not like I said, hanging out with the banjo playing toothless hillbillies in Stillwater. I was just trying to point out that, like, anytime you drive out of the city limits, to me, that's the boonies. It feels kind of boonies, right? Like, St. Paul is practically the boonies. Don't don't, don't. I mean, even though I used to live in St. Paul, but that's what we do when we live in Minneapolis. We tell you all that you listen to me. 651 641 1071. Legitimately, what 
are the boonies. Give us a name. What do you think? Uh, oh, I actually have like a personal uh, sort of rule for that. Oh, do you have a boonies rule? I do have a boonies rule. Okay. It's a rule of three. If I have to make, if I have to drive for any length of time on three different major interstates oh. or county roads, okay. that is a boonie journey. Okay. If it's over 30 minutes, that's a boonie journey. Yeah, a boonie journey. Yes. Okay. Or if I... When I once I get off of the interstate, if I pass at least three farms, I am currently now in well, the boonies. I think you could have even simpler rules, like if there's a Culver's, it's a boonies. If there's a, but then by that definition, Bloomington is a boonie. So is St. Paul. I oh mean, wait, oh wait. Okay, so it's I, Bloomington. I forgot. What? You, is- yep. <laughs> Your boonie and my boonie look different, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Hashtag sense of boonies. People <laughs> and their boonies are real sensitive. If I have to drive, like, I used to live in, uh, it's not that I don't understand what it means to live in a, in a, and I don't even want to say smaller town because people are going to be like, oh, that's a million people. It's not that I'm trying to take anything away. I've lived in various places, mm-hmm. sometimes outside of the major city, but when I lived in Burnsville, that's the boonies. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. I lived, you know, uh, on the savage border. Just those words sound boonies. If you're three cities away from me, boonies. I'm just saying, like, the threes for me is the boonie. Okay. For you. Yeah. Holly, do you have a, boonie, a different boonie? A boonies rule? You live in the boonies, or used to. I used to. Yeah. I grew up in the boonies. My rule is a 30-mile radius Outside of Minneapolis. I like how you all have these rules. Yes. 651-641-1071. I'm just like, if I drive... Where are the boonies? I'm driving out of the city limits. That's because I grew up up in a suburb here in the Twin Cities, and it's connected to the Twin Cities in a way that I understand just because I had to make that journey from that town into Minneapolis on the regular growing up. So it doesn't seem like the boonies to me, but once you can smell cow farts, then, you know... Yeah, sorry. That's another another, like check Mm -hmm. boonies. Let's go to Desiree. Desiree's on the line. Hey, Desiree, what are the boonies? Hi, I have a couple things. Number one, Bradley, I saw your post. Uh oh. Stillwater is not the boonies. I'm from Elk River. That's the boonies. I grew grew up, that's the boonies. Where now I will tell you that's not the boonies. That's a suburb. Yeah. Elk River and Big Lake, and so it'd be Becker. And to me, Burnsville and Bloomington, that's the city. So. Oh, my God, I would not go down there unless I had to. So can I ask a question? So really, I like this idea of like maybe the boonies is like um, everything beyond what are considered suburbs. Yes. So like anything north of like Coon Rapids or I mean, I can see like when you were talking about Savage. Yeah. To me, Savage would be kind of like touching the boonies. Yeah. But like to me, Burnsville, total city. I mean, heck, isn't the Mall of America down by there? That's like big city you know for me yeah i guess it's all perspective right yeah thank you thank you desiree let's go to alex we got the we've got the line stacked so i want to make sure we power through all these hello alex where are the boonies (laughs) so i used to live in ramsey which is the boonies for sure (laughs) so where where again ramsey it's like near north so like 40 minutes north of the city oh yeah that's boonies (laughs) Alex, thank you for your call. We just got a tweet from Amanda who said, I grew up in St. I think they they call it St. Bonnie. St. Bonifacius. Uh, She says, and now I live in, I don't even know this place, Monaga, Minnesota. And we're so out in the boonies, we don't even have a Culver's. Hashtag hillbilly. Hashtag in the sticks. Uh, Teresa's on the line. Hey, Teresa, what are the boonies? Well, I live in Stillwater. Uh Uh-oh. 
And I wanted to no no listen, Bradby. When I when you started telling your story, you were just talking about what is the boonies, and I was sitting there thinking, would Stillwater be considered the boonies? I wonder if you would consider that the the boonies. It is kind of out away from the city. Yeah. And, and look, it's not a bad thing. The I love Stillwater. The a bad thing. That's yeah. the other thing is people get really offended. Thank you, Teresa. Thanks, by the Teresa. way, people get offended by that. That it's not. It's not it's, a. It's not a judgment. It's it's a um, unit of measure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice try. No, but there's a little bit of judgment in there. But it's the it's the it's the it's the thin. It's like a thread of something that those of us. It's for example the same the same thing exists in reverse for people oh, who yeah. live outside of the metro. Yeah. Who believe didn't one of the listeners just say like I ain't going down there for any reason unless I need to like the the people choose to live further out from the metro because they think you know we're all a bunch of you scary know, thugs s- scary uh thugs who are too you know dense yes <laughs> it's true though the there is life. i mean there's the judgment goes both ways let's go to yeah. mike mike is on the line mike what are the boonies uh i just wanted to say Stillwater isn't even close <laughs> like i grew up in the boonies like I, I was from Ogilvy. We have a population of 365. Oh, my God. Where even is Ogilvy? What direction? It's where they make uh, the home perms. an hour and a half north of the cities. Do they make home perms Yes, there? they do. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for your it's call. Like, what is that? What are they talking about? We'll take a final call from Mason. Mason, what are the boonies, Mason? Hey, Team Cobra. I actually just graduated from Iowa State University, and... 15 minutes away from me is a town that's actually called Boone, and we call that the Boonies, but it's oh. named after it, so kind of a coincidence. Literally, I wonder go. if that's where the term came from. It had to come from somewhere. <laughs> we got to look that yeah, up. Yeah, you would think, maybe. <laughs> does awesome. every state have Boonies? Thank you, Mason. But seriously, does every state have uh, the Boonies? Yeah, the, the term Boonies is, is you know, it's, at least a Midwestern term for sure. Oh, it's short for boondocks, of course. Uh, it just means rough, remote, or isolated country. <laughs> That is the Look, definition. As city slickers, we're allowed a little bit of judgment. <sighs> all right. I mean, you have such beautiful country. And look, the people of Stillwater don't want us all out there anyway, because then they'd be complaining about all us city folk taking up space. You know what's so funny about this, too? Their mellow. Is that how do we feel in the city when people from other gigantic cities... As long as cities, money and paying taxes, I'm fine. But when people from, like, Chicago are like, oh, isn't Minneapolis so cute? Yeah. Or people from L.A. are like, we didn't even know you guys were here. That's fine, because then they won't come here. Keep the riffraff out! Yeah. All right, when we come back, you know what? Don't be sensiboonies! <laughs> when, when we come back, people either loved Meghan Markle's wedding dresses or they hated the wedding dresses. Where do you land? We're going to talk about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. All right, so people either loved Meghan Markle's dress or they hated it. Where did you land? It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, this was uh, sort of a hotly contested topic in your yeah. life, was it not? You know, on Saturday, uh, so after the Boonies controversy, uh, one of the did hot, you have this conversation in topics. the Boonies? Yes, this was a, a Boonies uh, adjacent conversation. Mm-hmm. Last time we talked about how you can't really um, mention you're in the boonies without people getting all up in arms. Anyway, back to the dress. 
Uh, this particular, I thought this story of the dress was amazing. I was listening to um, some commentators on CNN who had like access to the the behind the scenes of how Meghan Markle's uh, wedding dress came about. I found that to be incredibly fascinating. Uh, I loved the dress, and not everybody did. So when the topic came up at dinner, it was literally loved it. Hated it. And I will say more hated it than loved it. There were only two of us that said we loved it. I think it's partially because I heard the story behind the dress that I was, you know, I felt like I love that dress. Anyway, um, the reasons that people said they didn't love it, at least anecdotally, the people that I was talking to, um, because somebody said it looked like a, you know, David's bridal gown. It just looked basic. And it didn't look, um, you know, particularly unique or royal or yeah, or royal. Or one of the individuals said that Megan is so beautiful and showed pictures of her in the past looking incredibly gorgeous and said that she just looked frumpy and kind of basic. Oh, my God. Okay, number one, frumpy is not a word I would put even in the same vocabulary. Yeah. With Meghan Markle. That's yeah. number one. But number two, I my question for you is this. You've said a couple times that you appreciated the story behind the dress. I have. I don't know what story you're referring to. So can so you say a little bit about that? You know, we we thought originally, I'm trying to remember the designer we thought was going to be doing the dress. Stella McCartney yeah. we thought was going to be doing the dress for the ceremony. She did the second dress for the receptions. So... It was a huge secret, so there was Mm -hmm. all sorts of speculation about who was making the dress, but it was literally the best-kept secret. Like, we can't keep, you know, national security secrets like we can keep the secrets about the royal wedding dress. Mm -hmm. And Givenchy's Claire uh, Waite Keller um, was linked to the dress. Um, She created the dress, but it was kept under wraps, and literally nobody in the studio... Even the people who were making the dress, I think there were two women who knew who the dress was for, but everyone else was told the dress was for uh, a television production. Hmm. So they didn't even know as the dress was being made that this dress was being made for, um, you know, the Duchess of Sussex. And uh, then you hear the story about the veil because the dress is simple. Yes. To say that it's a, you know, uh, a highly ornate dress would be to lie. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's certainly not as intricate per se as uh, Kate's dress, right? I, I think I love that dress better than this dress, but this dress, very simple. They had to keep shoulders. Mm-hmm. But they barely had shoulders, but yeah. that was because of uh, the chapel requirements. Yeah, because I believe, uh, because I think the other question people may have is the long sleeves. I, I believe they there are some uh, regulations about showing arms, showing shoulders, as you mentioned. Yeah, I know for sure shoulders, um, th- they had to keep the shoulder, and it's barely there. I mean, you can practically see all of her shoulders. Mm-hmm. But but um, then the, the story... Leaves of, nothing to the imagination. The story of the veil, the 16-foot veil, like never has the world seen a veil that long um, or that large. And, uh, you know, she had a much smaller train. We noted that than, of course, Kate and Diana. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, obviously. And then we just learned that, you know, Megan wanted a dress that stood the test of time and was not like Diana's going to be seen as, you know, sort of of the moment. Right. So she didn't want something highly, um, you know, in the moment, which I, I, I just love that. It's a classic look. Absolutely. And it underplays her beauty, like which is just that that is a that's a thing. That's a statement you're making. That's not you're just not like showing her boobies is not necessary in mm-hmm. this moment. So. I just loved all of the things about that dress. And then I just loved the fact that they were able to keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. It really was amazing. And then, of course, she changed after she wore that beautiful Givenchy uh, dress. She changed into a Stella McCartney dress uh, for the receptions. And that is the one, you know, we had heard it leaked that Stella McCartney would be the designer of the wedding dress. And I'm sure that that's where those rumors came from. Um, And that second dress was... I mean, to me, equally beautiful. Yeah. Were people um, arguing about that one no. as well? Or no, just the no. main actual wedding just, dress? It was the dress. And I don't know what uh, you thought of the dress. I thought it was but, stunning. Yeah. I thought it was stunning and classic. And like you said, she's a, she's so beautiful that she didn't need flair. Yeah. You know? And I'll be perfectly honest. I, I did not love... Um, Kate's dress. Oh. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was beautiful. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of lace. Yeah. And I, I just, to me, that that served as a little bit as a distraction. And so this was just so classic in terms of, like you said, understated, not going to be, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like this look is 25 years down the line going to be something we go, oh, that doesn't, you know, hold up. Yeah. Um, and then that veil was what made it so spectacular. Yeah, no, it's, it's gorgeous. And again, in the veil, they had uh, representations for each of the 53 Commonwealth countries and uh, by flowers. That is each flower representing one of the different Commonwealth countries. And then, of course, the state of California flower was in it as well. Oh, I love that. Oh, just such a stunning bride. It's such a stunning day. Uh, and actually, uh, such a stunning Well, we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Uh, When we come back, we do have some royal lord and lady douchebags on MyTalk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We collect them on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk107.1.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We collect those celebrities behaving badly, and we put them in a little segment called Lord and Lady D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. Of the day. Um, what are we laughing at? I'm sorry. I just saw a tweet. Remember we talked about boonies, you know, uh-huh. people living out in the middle of nowhere. Somebody just tweeted, talk about owning your boonie status. My in-laws call people from the cities twin city 
Oh, all right. I love it. Sorry. I like it. Uh, All right. So, Lord and Lady D-Bag, I would like to tell you about a man named Patrick J. Adams. Does that name ring any bells to you? Patrick Adams? Patrick. No, I don't know who that is. Pat Adams? Yeah, I didn't really either. Pat Adams? He apparently is a uh, cast member on a TV show called Suits. Hmm. He was at the royal wedding, of course, because he worked on that show with um, with Meghan Markle, the bride. Well, here's what happened, and this is why he's a D-bag. Apparently, he was sitting in the uh, airport terminal waiting for his flight, and the woman next to him took uh, was reading a, a publication about the wedding and saw a picture of him in his suit at the wedding. And this is how he tells the story. <clears throat> she reads her paper. She sees a picture of me and Troyan, who I guess is his wedding, and says, oh, my God, what a terrible photo of you. I look over. Really? I kind of like that photo. What do you think is wrong with it? She pauses. Well, you're just so chunky. She laughs and falls asleep and seen. And he took a picture of her snoozing in the airport this woman who allegedly had told him he looked chunky in his suit took an unflattering picture of her snoozing in the airport and posted it to his instagram did that really happen okay who would do that who does that i know right but like the whole thing who does that i'm sure that in his mind he thought well you know you think i look bad i'll show you and then takes a picture of her but, and shares it on social yeah, media but my question is really does somebody look at a photo of you and go you look chunky that's the other thing i'm thinking Nobody, that that just is, doesn't seem none of that legit. conversation has the ring of truth at all it's a little too orchestrated or a little too in any case i just thought it was a rude exchange and now i'm sure that there are people who would argue if somebody is judging a celebrity in that manner they deserve uh, to get what's coming back at them to which i would say well no because a celebrity has chosen a career that puts them out in the public eye yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean that you can be mean or rude or horrible to them but well, I mean, they're it's just common there. decency. They're do unto others public. as you want them to do unto you. Yeah. So just because, you know, she was rude doesn't mean you need to return the favor. Exactly. And again, the golden rule, as I like to have to uh, tell my children over and over again, because they think it's do unto others as they've done to you. No, that's not how it works. You treat other people the way you would appreciate being treated. Yeah. And, you know, that's just not the way to manage things. Allegedly, he took the uh the picture down almost immediately but of course the internet remembers and the internet grabbed it and shared it and i just think you know i don't know this guy but i don't want to yeah because ick it's just dumb yeah hopefully he apologized yeah i don't know i I imagine if he wants to continue to have work in hollywood that he will probably apologize at some point Uh Mm mm-hmm okay um oh here's a d-bag now this this is not like any D bag. This is like really D bag. Okay. Mario Batali. Right? Yeah. Um, did you see the latest allegations that he uh, sexually assaulted a woman inside of uh, uh, his New York restaurant's <sighs> rape room? Oh, yes. They had a rape room. What is that, you ask? Well, 
One of I mean, most... do I have to ask? It seems like it's right there in the title. So, uh, well, yes, because what is a rape room? If I oh. asked you what that was, you'd have no idea. So here's how it all happened. So according to 60 Minutes on Sunday, this woman shared her account of waking up in a, you know, sort of abandonish room surrounded by broken bottles with scratches on her legs and some other stuff on her that we won't get into. She said, it gets completely foggy for me. In this part of the messy, scary part for me, there is a part where it all disappears. She said, I remember a moment where I was on his lap kissing him like he was kissing me. And then I remember throwing up in a toilet that is not or in that is all. Mm. This took place allegedly in the Manhattan restaurant, The Spotted Pig, who's own, which is owned by a friend of uh, Mario Batali's. And uh, this allegedly took place on a third floor uh, room that employs referred to as the rape room okay can i just say something about life if you ever find yourself describing a room as the rape room Mm -hmm. and you're not an investigator or a member of law enforcement Mm -hmm. could you please call 911 yeah i'll yeah anyway it's shocking you know this is not one of those uh me too moments where you're like oh he was gross and said something nasty or he tried to grab my junk no, this is uh, full scale. Not, not that those things aren't bad, but I'm saying this is a, a level of uh, or a, a degree of sexual assault that I don't think we've confronted much of other than, say, Bill Cosby. Yeah. And uh, Harvey Weinstein. And to those who, who would say, well, you know, if she was unconscious, how did she know? I'm just going to say some of the things that she was noticing about the room that she found herself alone in um, gave a clear indication of the fact that she had been raped. Yeah, there was somebody else's stuff on her. Thank you. I was uh-huh. trying to get there because I think, yeah. cause I could just hear, you know, skeptics, yeah. you know, for the most part, I think we've arrived at a place where we listen to these allegations and we listen to the women, but there's always that like pocket of people who go, who question everything. And if in the event that you heard the words that were said about this story and are, Still questioning what this woman is saying happened. I just want you to know there were things that indicated what had happened to her. Indeed. Um, And I will say to people who say, well, why didn't she do something at the time? Well, she most certainly did. At the time, um, she called a crisis hotline, went to a hospital for examination. She reported the episode of the New York Police Department. Now, um, they did try to get her to file a police report, but she was like, they tried, but I, you know, a young actress, no resources, no money. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. She was afraid of the backlash or the mm-hmm. repercussions. And um, so anyway, that is the, that is one particular story that's come out. And of course we know that law enforcement in New York is involved in um, uh, investigating these claims. So, you know, very likely there will be some charges brought and uh, Mr. Batali will be held accountable. Ugh. The Chew and the Spotted Pig and all those people like, we had no idea. Sorry. I would just like to say, if, again, employees know of a room in your building and refer to it as the rape room, perhaps people knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You raise a red flag on yeah. that one. Yeah. Also, I just, yeah. the it, it is It is absolutely beyond my comprehension that a person can behave that way. You know what I'm saying? And I know that that's naive of me, but I've said it and thought it before, and it continues to amaze me. That's unfortunately what helps keep continue to allow people to do things like this because we just don't think 
that it's that's possible. So out of like, oh, that can't happen. That's she probably just got a little drunky poo and Ugh. had a little kissy kissy face and feels bad about it. It's so awful. She it's got what terrible. she asked for. Also, I will say uh, on a related note, I'm being facetious there, of course. Um, on a related note, did you see the Asia Argento? I don't know how you say her name, but that's the Anthony, Anthony Bourdain's lady friend who um, was part of, you know, sort of launching the Me Too movement mm-hmm. because of her, you know, rape allegations that she ended can with like a heartfelt. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I don't want, I don't know what word to use other than speech. Yeah. Um, about her own yeah. about her own attack at can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, so it, it was a good weekend for those who are trying to stamp out sexual assault. Yes. yes and yes. rape. All right. When we come back, weird segue, but it's time for the throwback live at 145. Oh. So here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play that game here all about it. See how we do against each other in uh, the throwback live at 145 after this on my talk 1071. It's 145, which means only one thing. It is time for the throwback live at 145 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and it is a big day. Here's that throwback live. I feel the need. The need for speed. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of my pump in the morning. Oh, righty then. It's Throwback Live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 145. Go ahead. Make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. Oh, well, every day is a big day when you're playing the Throwback Live at 145. Here it is. Yeah, bitches. Whoa. Yes. That's aggressive. Somebody is really excited, and that makes me happy. Ah. Here's how the game works. We'll play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the throwback live at 145. Colleen and Bradley buzz in by yelling out their names. That's our name. Bradley, you have to say Bradley. I can say what I want. Actually, no, you can't. You won't win if you don't shout out Bradley. This is not a free country, y'all. Nope. (laughs) This is a cheerocracy. Thank yes. you. <laughs> what does that mean? A Bring it on. Thank you. You're welcome. Colleen, mm-hmm. now where do we stand in our victory tally for the throwback live at 145? No pressure. This is a big day because currently Bradley Trainer has 26 total wins. Whoa. And I have 25. I think you added some to your total. Uh, no. I'd like, the, I'd like an accountant, please. No. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. There I are no it. hanging chads. No dangling chads. I don't know. Mm. She's been in charge of the numbers. It's a little suspect is all I'm saying. Okay. Which means if I do win today, we will be tied in terms of total Which wins. Which just means tied. It doesn't mean you win. Okay. I know. Well, I'm done. Let's play our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Going to play it for you, Colleen and Bradley. Mm-hmm. Eight seconds. Please identify. Eight seconds? What do you mean? It's going to take eight seconds no, to listen? No, meaning there's only eight seconds of this clip. Oh, okay. Please listen right. carefully as I play you this first vintage pop culture audio clip. Bradley Trainer, Brad- Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Get it! <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a you- look. It's in a book. A rainy rainbow. A rainbow. Okay, that's enough. Can't go anywhere. He's celebrating. Yes, he is. Okay, I got. Did you turn off my microphone? Could have. 
I just could have. All right, Bradley. Yes, Bradley Trainer, you have one point in today's Throwback Live at 145. Colleen, you don't have any points yet, but it is anybody's game. Moving on to our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify this. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is uh, Hoagies and Grinders Saturday Night Live. Hoagies and Grinders. I feel like a little more specific. Like. Lunch Lady Land is the name of the song yeah, as well, performed I've by had these issues before, Adam so Sandler, fair... the Lunch Lady played by Chris Farley, but whatever. Holly. Hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders. Navy beans, navy beans, navy beans. Sandwich. Sloppy Joe, slop, sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe, slop, sloppy Joe. All right. I feel like I've been lenient in the past, so I'm going to give Bradley that point. You have been, and I appreciate that you're being fair and equitable in this moment. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bradley, you have two points in today's Throwback Did Live. Did I tell you how okay, beautiful you I'm look with, today, Holly? I'm done with you. Both of you. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, we're moving on to our third vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen, stay in the game by guessing this vintage pop culture audio clip correctly. No pressure whatsoever. That'll do. Bradley Trainer. Toy Story. Uh, I don't know. Colleen, okay. I'll play. Thanks. I'm going to need that again. The clip for you again. That'll do, Pig. Oh, oh. That'll do. I don't know. It's that pig movie. <laughs> Babe. Yeah! You don't get it. I said it. You don't get it. Nice try. You didn't have to say that, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Colleen just had to answer, and it's, she did. She didn't know what it was. Yeah, but you helped her out, and she hadn't given any kind of answer. Thank and then you. she answered it, so she gets the point. Again, I'm being lenient here, Bradley. Being lenient. Thank you, Nobody Holly. in their right mind. That is... Don't okay. argue with the judge. You, you were just win, kissing her butt a like a minute and a half win ago. For, do you really want to win under those yes, circumstances? Yes, I do. Okay. I will take any win. Colleen Lindstrom, you have one point in today's mm-hmm. Throwback Live at 145. Yes, Bradley Trainer, you have two points. Now, Colleen, you can stay in the game, or Bradley, you can win the game. Listen closely. This one's coming at you hot and fast. Identify it. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's, uh, that is the Munsters. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it, right there, okay? <laughs> Woo! Thank All you, right. Jesus. Bradley Trainer, you just won today's Throwback Live at 145. Don't Congratulations. <laughs> what did I win? Bradley Trainer, you just won yourself a wonderful set of Johnny Carson Collection suits, double knit. Just for you. Double knit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's a double knit. You want one of my suits, Colleen? No, I don't I want any two. of your suits. I don't want your suits. 
I don't want to play this game <laughs> ever again. Oh, okay. That could be arranged. No, I want to play it tomorrow. I'll just be the all-time champ. I want to play it tomorrow. Because I would just like to point out that I have now won for 27 weeks in a row. Okay, sweetie. No, you have not won for 27 weeks in a row. I just like getting under your skin. Would you let it go? I can't. (laughs) Here's why I can't. Because if I win, he's acting like me. So basically, we're doing the same thing. So yeah, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah. Okay. Bradley Trainer has won 27 throwbacks live. <laughs> I have won 25 total Oh, thank God I opened up that live. lead. Yeah, by one. I mean, listen, we're at the beginning of a week. Things could go really any direction. I would just like to say that, you know, it really just depends on Holly. So at this point, I feel like we should just start giving her gifts. Well, how does it depend on Holly? Because she's very open to, you know, interpretations of points is what I'm saying. She's very free. Holly. I'm free, but not that Can you be purchased? (laughs) No, I can't. I'm just saying. I cannot be purchased. But here's the thing is I'm gonna that... I'm going to bring a donut in for her to I, pick out tomorrow. I, oh, well, thank you. I try to be as equitable as possible. That being said, I know each of your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, you do. This is true. So that means I can really throw the game if I want yeah. to. Okay. Um, I just want to tell you, I just want to give you guys an update on something right now that you're not even following, and I don't care. In the last hour, I explained to you, about how I met Rob Lowe. Okay. And I told you, what did I tell you about him? That it was lame. That he doesn't, he's not as hot as in person yeah. as he yeah. is. Okay, well, there's some stuff happening on the social media. Like mm. what? Well, I posted the picture that I had taken with him, with my with my girlfriend. And? And then I saw another person had a picture taken with him as well. And so she was like, he did not disappoint. And I was like, yeah, he did. He's disappointed. He looked not... Like I wanted him to. He's a lovely person, but he disappointed. Wait, oh. can we? I'm looking at this photograph that you just post, put on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. Colleen. I'm mm-hmm. looking at you. Look lovely. Thank you. Your friend also looks lovely. Thank you. He's not even looking at the camera. It's like he's dead inside because yes. he's going to have to do this exact same picture yes. with well, yes. 500 but people. To be fair, that's not his fault. That's society's fault. Man. Well, and, but I will also tell you in this picture, this is a well lit picture. He looks. Like Rob Lowe, I'm telling you, when he was on stage and when you're standing near him, he does not look like Rob Lowe. It's very off-putting. It's a strange moment. An alien who is wearing a skin suit of Rob Uh, Lowe's, meaning he's not there. His eyeballs are (laughs) not there. Yeah, he's dead inside. Yes, (laughs) but I mean, you'd have to be dead inside to travel the country and act like you cared. About the people that you're standing there Here, with. Here's what I will paid, say. How much did you pay for I, that? I will not share. Oh. Um, I will not share. But Too much. Here's what I will tell you. You do get the impression from him, from the, the from his act, that he is truly who he puts out there. Yeah, right? Like genuine. He really is a genuine person. I can only imagine it has got to be so hard to stand there and put your arms around however many people he had to do that with and smile in front of the camera. And I know he's getting paid handsomely for it, but that will suck the energy out of you. And he looked exhausted. And I'm just saying he looked exhausted and I got called out. Somebody was the person who I said that to was like, I just think he looks like he aged and I have aged too. I've 
age too. Yeah. But we're I also am aging. not Rob Lowe. Okay. Wow. We're all aging. I know. We're all going to die someday. We're all just bags of skin. It's true. When we come back <sighs> on the Colleen and Bradley show, really exciting. Our friend Dale Stark is here to tell us all about the Broadway shows yes, he queen. just saw for realsies on Broadway. Listen.